0: The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio
1: Tab. The favorite found the lead. Wall Street Tycoon led by a head. Piracy's right up there. Was Rel. running second. Hard stride three out, four out. Toolmaster and Vule's camp behind them as they run the corner. 350 to go now. Wall Street Tycoon is his time to shine. He goes for home. A length clear. Piracy second. Boingo trying to get out. VJ Day's running on it. Then came Hard stride. It's Wall Street Tycoon being gathered in by VJ Day who hits the front with 100 meters to go. Piracy and Boingo charging late with Awanichi. VJ Day in front. Hanging on, VJ Day won it by three quarters. Second, Awanichi, Boingo, third, and Piracy Home in fourth. Then came Raiden, followed by Weissman, best Guess. Next over Zukas, FNA. Uh, then came Vule, Wall Street Tycoon. Got tied in the run of the post. Uh, then came American Genius from Hard Stride, who knocked up Toolmaster second last or third last, I should say. New Alliance second last, and the final one in was
2: patented. The 2021 Country Stampede final going to Les Call Me Bubba Tully, Pat Webster, and VJ Day defeating Arwenichi and Boingo at uh, Dubin on Saturdays we welcome you to Bush Beat for another week here on Radio Tab rounding up the country news and the country came to town on Saturday for the country stampede and country cups final lots of news coming up on the show today as we catch up with the winning jockeys and also look back at the week that was with country racing around the
0: countryside as they say Rob Luck is here to help us do all of that this morning good morning Rob yeah good morning Tony and another wonderful uh, country weekend uh, hitting the city and join this year, also by fashions from afar that added a new dimension to the uh, whole weekend, Tony, and, and I think the good thing is that the concept continues to grow, and the more conversations I had when I was there with the function afterwards and during the function the night before, people people are getting good ideas uh, around the concept of the Stampede and the Country Cups and the Battle of the Bush, and of course they always hold the Country Reps meeting uh, on the day before these events, so those country delegates are, are vital to the growth of these uh, these events and uh, look i really encourage our trainers and owners to keep bringing these ideas forward we haven't got the time this morning to go in in depth tony but um the good thing is that they've just got ideas where it's tinkering with the concept it's it's, it's they've embraced it and it's now growing and it'll continue to grow it has the support of racing queensland the country delegates so keep feeding that information through uh, to the delegates, uh, so that it gets discussed in open airs, and um, and and will continue to refine the product. We heard
2: uh, VJ Day take out the Stampede final there on Saturday. Bubba Tilly is joining us on Beat this morning, looking back at a, a wonderful day there at Durman. Morning, Bubba.
3: Good morning, Rob. Good morning,
2: Tony. How are you? We're good this morning. You've been busy out at the trials already this morning.
3: Yeah, no, I'm up here in Toowoomba, um, Doing a few trials in Torma, so, yeah, we just
2: stepped off one. Still got five to go. I would I would, I would, uh, go to say something like no rest for the wicked," but I think your <laughs> reputation precedes you, Mr julian <laughs> and everybody knows what a lad you are. Yeah,
3: no, have started a we'll world travel, they say.
0: <laughs> and you have been doing that. Good morning to you, Bubba. Uh, and, of course, it's been a big month, uh, Roma Cup. I think that was number four for you, and uh, now the uh, country stampede, and, and what a win, and Pat Webster really held the key, didn't he, with the three runners, how did you end up being on VJ uh, Day, Bubba? Oh, look, you
3: know, Pat, Pat and I started not a couple, of, nine years ago now, and um, Gary Gearing got the pick of the two, either Painted or uh, VJ Day, and I, I won on both of them, I've ridden both of them a lot, but I um, after Roma, I stepped back and said to Gary, look, you've got first priority, you got first pick, and I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll take up the wash and uh, having the, uh, the the wash end up getting blow dried, and uh, we end up getting on the winner.
2: <laughs> Did you happen to uh, rub that in at all to Mr. girum when you got back to the jockeys' room, saying I was number one and you were number sixteen?
3: No, um, Gaz actually was the first one when I walked back through the jockeys' room to congratulate me. Um, you know, he's a pretty humble sort of a person, Gary. So he actually thought the right one with the weight weight advantage you know there was five kilos five and a half kilos difference between me and him so um he went with the weight relief and the younger horse and um well I actually i actually wouldn't have mind being on on it as well as, as you would have seen at rome like he, he was just in great form and really far at the right time And but no, no, no credit away from the from the old horse but uh Peyton was in, you know, cracking form as he uh, uh, also, you know. So it would have been a very difficult decision for Gary, but unfortunately, he, uh, he thought he picked the right one, but it wasn't.
2: Just take us through the run there from Saturday. As we heard from uh, Jared Wessel's uh, great call there of the stampede, Wall Street Tycoon and Jimmy Byrne out in front and, and weakened away uh, towards the, the later stages. You ran him up pretty quickly, but coming towards the home turn, you looked like you were travelling pretty well.
3: Yeah, no, I was a bit worried actually going into the into the thousand, into the 800 meter corner there at Durban. I was four deep at the time, and you know I just I just know you can't be four deep in that sort of a race with that sort of a weight and uh, and sneak away. But um, when when Wall Street Tycoon missed the kick, I, I was hoping for Porras to uh, to cross in quite quickly, but he never he end up sneaking up the rail, and I end up getting him three deep in behind a uh, hard stride, which. I didn't mind because I knew he'd at least get me to the corner, um, being a you know, a good tough old horse. So once I was straight but with cover I was a bit more comfortable with the old horse, um, dropping the bridle from the eight hundred to about the four hundred and then I got in a bit of a had a little giggle to myself actually at the four hundred when I when, when he picked the bridle up and I thought, Oh, geez, we've still got a bit left here and then there the um I just come to the outside and the rest is said history from there on in.
0: Yeah, he's been a wonderful horse, hasn't he? He's now a seven-year-old the war front. Well, he's come from England. He's been through several trainers. But what a job Pat Webster's done with his horse, Bubba. 14 starts, seven wins and six earns out of that. And I think it might have been when he went over the border. The only unplaced run. Just tell us a bit about the Pat Webster stable because he's he's finished first midfield and last, and to get three horses in the final's just a magnificent achievement in itself. And you've said nine years you're say, take take us through the Pat Webster stable and his techniques and, and what makes it work so well for him.
3: Uh look, the biggest the biggest uh biggest thing Pat's got in his favourite is he's got his own farm. Like they're on he's on, you know, ten acres on the river in St George. I grew up, you know, I was there when I was seventeen. I was Nine years ago, it was the greatest time of my life. You know, The best thing I ever done was go out to St George and, um, you know, we'll break it in our own horses. We'll we'll ride them every day. It was just it was just a good atmosphere to be around. Um, you know, it's a, it's a family based business and they take so much pride in in what they do and how they present their horses. And you know, Pat's got the key out there. He's got a, a swim. He's got a, a treadmill. He's got. A pony, he's got my little, my little brother and his partner goes over once a week and gallops them at the track for him you know, it just just a, it's, a, it's a change from uh, being in a race, like a race course environment um, for them horses and you know when I walked out to get on VJ Day on Saturday, Jesus, like he could have taken that horse to, to Flemington over the carnival and he would not have looked out of place he was, not one hair was turned the wrong way, he was just glowing and fat and shiny, you know, it was, it was a credit to him and his wife and, and the kids and Warren, and his dad. So I was actually really happy for him. And especially, you know, to win it on Pat's horse, being a you know, country kid myself, but to do it with Pat and Kel, you know, they've been there. Well, Kelly was my third grade teacher. She tried attempting to teach me then. And I think Pat finished it off a couple of years later. <laughs>
2: I was going to say that uh, that you're going to learn so much from an old bush horseman like Pat Webster. You're going out there as a cheeky 17-year-old compared to a cheeky 26-year-old that you are now. Uh, you, you would learn, have learned so much, as much as you come from a racing background for those that don't know the Bubba Tilly story, but yeah, working with someone like Pat for all those years and in that sort of setup there at St George would have been a wonderful education.
3: It was great. Um, you know, I, I wasn't just, you know, that the apprentice that would turn up in the morning, ride track, work and go home. You know, Pat had had me going and getting horse feed. He had me, you know, digging out boxes. To, and I I don't think I missed an afternoon. I worked worked every afternoon. But going there, working afternoon wasn't working afternoon. You know, you'd sit down, you'd watch races, you'd have the off-star on. You know, they are always there. You know, everyone would come down after school or after work and everyone would sit around, feed the horses, have a yarn. And it was just, yeah, every Sunday was dinner. So it was always, always great.
0: Uh, Bubba, you mentioned before how you knew to get up behind hard stride. The work that must go in in the preparation for the ride. I mean, you guys who are doing it all the time and getting to that city level. And I mean, we were standing near you after the uh, the country cups, and you had your Craig Williams penetrometer reader. I thought it was uh, you were ready to check everything out. Um, just how important is that when you're going to these races? And the second thing I want to ask you. The emotion you expressed at the end of the race, this was a big win and a big achievement, not only for you but for other reasons as well. Yeah, no, look, um, I was talking to Pat on the Friday, he gave me a ring.
3: Um, He said, look, we're flooded in. I've had to go via Roma, so I'm staying in Toowoomba, but can you? he asked me to give Sammy Holland, one of the best track walkers and track inspectors I've come across in, in this time, to give him a ring to, to walk the track. So just after the race two, after the Country Cup final, um, Sammy Highland was actually sitting at there, standing on the track actually waiting for me at the winning post. And him and I walked the track together around to the 600. And he... Um, Being be like they haven't raced on Duman for nearly a month. And, they've had, you know, they've copped half a metre. It's very, very rare, we can say. It's copped half a metre of rain in the last three weeks. So um, that was the biggest key to finding that... That fast lane there Saturday, um, which I believe there was a fast lane that was four off the fence down the straight. Um, so it was really good to sit there, watch the race, talk to Sammy, watch the next race with Sammy, and then go from there and actually have a plan in our head. Like we, we were hoping for Hard Stride to keep on pushing forward, and we sit outside it. But Sam Sam said to me, he said if if you can't, he said the best place is the one one. Give the horse a chance to relax, settle. He's an old horse, and he'll uh, he'll, he'll appreciate off speed more than anything. But no, once I hit the front at the 200, and that horse really pulled away. I had a little glimpse over to the uh, to the big screen and knew nothing was catching me. You know, just the emotions that were running through running through the body basically of losing Chris. You know, we don't we don't plan on saluting, we don't plan on doing what we did. But with the emotions going through, you just don't really have a choice. You just you know it just all goes up. You know, I just went up in the irons, not even thinking, and yeah, you know, give a little suggestion uh, to. Um, say goodbye to one of our best mates. On a
2: day like that, Now, this is um, no jokes, you know, no, no funniness and all that sort of thing. Did the stewards actually uh, tackle you about your salute? Yeah, I know they've got to enforce the letter of the law, but do they take that into consideration the week that the jocks had had? <clears throat>
3: um, actually, no. Uh, uh, when, a couple of years ago when I lost my grandma, I may have, I've done the same thing and Reon had a little chat to me and um, said, don't let it happen and again, you know, you know, once is enough. And no, on Saturday, just, you know the stewards themselves—they knew what what sort of a bloke uh, Chris was and how good of a guy he was—and they just gave, you know, shook my hand and gave me a pat on the back and said, you know, well done today—you've you've, uh, you've done pretty well. So. Oh, and actually good. let me off with, with yeah. nothing at all, so, which was really really great, yeah,
2: it's one of those sort of situations that that's what you would hope you know from an outsider looking in, you would hope something like that happens. It's not a case of common sense prevails, but it's it's tough enough just to be able to back up day after day at the races when something like that has happened within the racing industry.
3: No, it was definitely you know, and um like I said it just you, you don't plan it, you don't you know you don't sit in a room and plan it, but just the emotions got gets to you, and um you know. When, when you when you do hit the front, especially in a in a good race like that, especially on your old boss's horse, and um, you know, yeah, the emotions were running running fierce that day, and mm. yeah, it, it just happened. Actually, I didn't even plan it; just, it just sort of happened, and it ended up happening a lot lot smoother, lot easier than I thought.
0: Four Roma Cups, a country uh, country stampede. Where does this one rank for you, brother?
3: Uh, definitely, it, it's up there. It's, it's I think it's just below the Charleville Cup. I think. Um, I think it was, I think it's just in just below the child of a cup and just in front of a rocky cup.
0: We were and, talking. Uh, how, sorry, on, Tony. How quickly was Dad on the phone to you?
3: No, I actually didn't speak to Dad until the next day. Um, I think uh-huh. I had about nine missed calls from Mum. <laughs> I um, Pat, Pat and I we end up um, we end up going for dinner and drinks straight after, and we actually end up putting our phones down. It was now we're just going ballistic. Um, I ended up ringing Mum back, but Dad was there, and um, no, but. I had a good chat to Dad on the Sunday. Um he was proud as Punch and yeah, so it was Mum, Mum I think my I think my phone was at home because I only lived just, like literally around the corner and I think I had nine missed calls. I reckon Mum rang me at the fifty. So she didn't she didn't whistle <laughs> but uh I think she I think it's been a long time since Mum had Mum's had a race ride and she I think she's forgotten that you know how to take your phone on the horse with you these days. But no, they were proud as punch and you know, it was it was great. I just wish they were down here. You know, it's just so difficult, them being eight and a half hours away. Um, mm. And, you know, they've got plans coming down to my place for Christmas, so I couldn't have dragged them down again two weeks before they come down anyway. So we'll always we'll get together and go for dinner and celebrate when they're down here again.
2: Celebrate in fine style if there hasn't already been enough celebrations there from Saturday.
3: No, there will never be enough celebrations.
2: <laughs> where's, uh, where's racing take you this week? Where are you off to with this have saddle wheel travel?
3: Um, so this week, uh, I've got one on Wednesday at Ipswich, and then on Thursday, there's a big group of us all getting together and going to the Gold Coast to um, let a few balloons off for Chrissy. Um, nice. A few of us Brisbane, Brisbane jockeys and Gold Coast jockeys we're all going down to say our final farewell. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can get to to Melbourne for his funeral, but with these border closures and vaccines, we're, we're not really sure what's going on. So. We're all going to get together and say farewell on Thursday. And then I think I'll back it back up to the Gold Coast and then back into Toowoomba on Saturday night. That's going to,
2: going to keep you busy. Uh, and, a, and a nice tribute to, to Chris, as we said. And it's great mm, that uh, everyone's going to be able to get together. We'll let you get back to the Toowoomba Trials. Thanks for joining us on Bush Beat this morning. Well done again with the win there on VJ Day on Saturday. No
1: worries, Thank you, guys.
2: Good on you, Bubba. Bubba Tilly joining us here on Bush Beat this morning following the success in the Country Stampede final on VJ Day for Pat Webster on Saturday.
1: They're on the swing in the country cups final, moving up on the outside. Rather Salubrious takes the lead, 275 to go. High Harry trying to work off heels back to the inside. Brian Eash and then came Bernie's Tiger. It's rather Salubrious under top weight, 150 to go. Two lengths clear from Bernie's Tiger. High Harry can't get there. It's all rather Salubrious. Rather Salubrious, 50 to go. Two lengths clear and rather Salubrious is the key, the cups king for this year. Beat home Bernie's Tiger second. Uh High Harry maybe third. A move. Beauty Bay was flashing on the inside from Jockburg. Uh, then came Doom from Lil Rog. Ancient Echoes, Brynish's run ended at the 100. Then came Kettleston from Witterick. Further back, Necessitas, Sugar Buzz, Morata. And Van Winkle was the last one in. Rather salubrious
2: for Wendy Peel and David Reynolds backing up the Battle of the Bush win earlier in the year, taking out the 2021 Country Cups Challenge. Jared said in the call, the Country Cups King, let's say the Country Cups Queen, Rob. And uh, the Queen that was on board, Wendy Peel, is with us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning,
4: Wendy. Good morning. How are you?
0: Yeah good morning to you Wendy And yeah she uh, rather salubrious is the Queen of the Bush But I think you might also reach that title Because what a combination you've got going with David Reynolds Go to Park and rather salubrious Battle of the Bush winner Third in the Country Cups last year Carries the top weight and dominant in the end over Bernie's Tiger and High Harry It must be a real thrill Congratulations to you And what is the secret with uh, with the stable and rather salubrious that you've got going?
4: Um, thank you very much. Look, I've got a good association with the mare. Um, you know, I've had four wins on her and a third placing on her and that. So um, I think there's only been two rides where I've been out of the placings on her. and that. But, um, I don't know, I just seem to click really well with her. Um, yeah, like obviously we've got a good association going. And, you know, I've had a bit of luck with um, David as well on his um, other runners and that. And, you um, yeah, no, it's it's nice when you get an association with a horse and, you know, able to repay the trainer and connections for the opportunity. Um, that's for sure. So, no, it's been fantastic. Um, last probably eight months of building association with Rather Salubrious.
0: Yeah, the, she got out in the market, but it was never in doubt. Was it ever in doubt in your mind because you got across so quickly and you're able to just camp off the pace, switch around the heels? And uh, kick for victory. And it's not easy carrying 60 and a half. I know it, uh, it was a slow or soft seven at that point. But did you ever have any doubt during the running, Wendy?
4: No, not really. Like, going into the race, I was very confident she was the top three chance. Like, there were sort of two things that sort of did concern me a little was the wide barrier. And, you know, she gave everything four and a four-and-a-half-kilo head start. But in saying that, I was fairly confident because I did believe she was a class above them. Like, you've only got to look at her form. Like, fortnight before Saturday, she went around in a listed race, beating six lengths behind Tambo's mate. Like 1,200, you know, she was just going around for the run, like that far in her preparation and that. And, you know, you've got to take that into consideration. And that. I know some of those other horses have been winning by big margins out in the bush, but a lot of those have been on dirt and sand tracks and that. But, um, Look she carried sixty three in a yapoon qualifier up there. she got the job done, and um, yeah, I was fortunate enough like she bounced out quite well, got across to the fence, and I was happy to let Aiden sort of go and lead. and, and when um the opportunity came down the back straight to pop off one off him and um sit out, sit off him a bit I was it off, that sort of eliminates getting the, any sort of trouble being held up and that and um look, she was travelling really strongly from the seven hundred. I was pretty confident, like, providing something didn't run her down late, but, um, no, she was just too good for
2: them. The trainer was very quick to remind us of the races after the event <laughs> on Saturday, Wendy, that uh, we hadn't included rather salubrious anywhere in our top four selections. And, you know, what Dave is like when it comes to uh, having the, the confidence to remind you that you're a little bit uh, you, short fallings when it comes to something like that. And I said him, well, I didn't think she'd carry the weight over that sort of distance. He reminded me of that point you just made, 63 kilos at your pern. But still, yeah. 60 and a half to go around a Dermot up against a field like that, it was uh, it was a wonderful effort from a really, really tough mare.
4: Yeah, certainly. Look, she's a tough mare. She tries 110% every time she goes out there and, um, you know, 60 and a half's not too bad considering she gained 63 at Yacoon and that. So, um, you know, like we were quite happy when she got in with 60 and a half, really, but um, No, she's just a very honest mare and Dave does a fantastic job, you know, managing her and getting her, you know, right, you know, for the races that he brings her to and like she's always in terrific condition and that. So, no, full credit to the team. They do a great job.
0: And David also indicated that this mare's got a few tricks of the trade herself, um, but he, he can recognise things in her on the day. He was sort of half worried at one point with the way she was behaving, but by the turn he uh, he knew it was in the bag. What are the what are the idiosyncrasies of, of rather salubrious?
4: Yeah, she's... Um, well, I've only ridden her once track work at home out there at Dorbush, and she's quite a handful, and Shannon, Stephen, she does a fantastic job too. Um, you know ride her and every day and put up with her and that because she you know she's a bit of a handful but race day like the last few starts she's been getting a bit sort of um been highly strong like in the enclosure and that so we sort of said to the steward can we sort of just jump on and go straight out once they head out there on saturday and that's what we did and she was pretty good but yeah she sort of gets in a bit of a mood and gets herself worked up but she's sort of shying and carrying on, and they even out the back, Dave said, he said, I don't know what's going on with her today, but she's a bit different. But no, I think she was just very wound up and full of herself, so yeah.
2: I think a great training effort by Dave Reynolds to be able to come out of the, the Battle of the Bush series, which was sprinting 1200s, and now you're stepping up to the country cups like this, 1600 metres. What do you think's her better distance? What do you feel that she, she's better suited to?
4: Look, personally, I... It, it's hard to say, like, when she's fresh and well, like, that was the biggest thing Dave had to have her very fresh and that for the 1,200 that she went into um, the middle of the bush for. And he did a great job because I was worried, like, over 1,200, she might have been a bit further back and that, but, like, she was only sort of three pairs back over that trip. Whereas 1,400, she'll travel really well, but then she'll, like, hit a bit of a flat spot at about the, sort of the 600, come off the brawl, and you just sort of have to sit down and ride her and, and get her going and, you know, she builds up momentum. Whereas over the mile, like she does travel I've ridden her once before over the mile at Rockhampton, but she's just a little bit um short of a run up there that day I rode her but she travels a lot more strongly and and I do think she does see a you know, a pretty um a pretty strong mile in that
0: yeah, and she's had, to, I think it was the six goes at the mile before the weekend. She hadn't won, but she'd had uh, four minor placings, so the big win yeah. came with the 61000 collect. This mare's now got 324000 in prize money. It's a wonderful achievement.
4: Oh, certainly. From I think she was a $6,000 buy. When David bought her as a young horse, she had a couple of starts down south. So, um, yeah, no, she's certainly done very well for them.
0: And also, Wendy, you got to remember when she ran third last year, there was a horse called Penny, Penny Agua in sensational form and the Battle of the Bush, no slouch there because she had to beat uh, Balenti home. The quality of what she's done really puts her in that uh, the stage of... Uh, she she is the queen of the, of the bush, really, isn't she? She's got that title well and truly wrapped up. Yeah,
4: certainly. Um, as I said on Saturday, I said... She's so versatile. How many horses really in the bush do you see when, you know, strong like over twelve hundred to a mile? And, you know, she's just so versatile and the credit to is training because, you know, like you've got to be able to train them at like, you know, accordingly and place them right and he he's done that with her, um, you know, like he she's sort of not the horse type of horse you can run every second weekend. He has to manage her quite well. And um, that's why, you know, after she won the Dolby Cup and gave her, I think, three or four weeks, might have even been a bit longer. and She went up to Japan for the qualifier and, you know, he's just placed her on the right sort of tracks to look after her.
2: Am I right in thinking that unlike uh, the guest that was on prior to you, where <laughs> I'm sure I did see Mr Tilly dancing at Gallopers on Saturday night, you didn't get time to have celebrations because you were straight in the car, straight up the range and, and then had to kick five around at Toowoomba on Saturday
4: evening? well i did that but um i i came back and i went to callipers and had a couple of quiet drinks but i was pretty tired so um so 12 o'clock pulled me up and i went home but um yeah it was a very long day that's for sure
0: well i can say tony is a couple of young ones around six o'clock were telling me we're going to we're going to gallipers you're coming with us i'm glad i made the call to go home Oh no, we yeah. had to
2: we had to take refuge from the massive thunderstorm that uh, that rolled through a little bit after mm. that, and uh, yeah, there was a lot of people that were running to gallopers. Let me tell you, at that time <laughs> of the evening. <laughs> oh dear, Wendy, just give us a quick background for you. Uh, you've had a, a bit more publicity, obviously, since the Battle of the Bush success. Where did the Wendy Peel story start? How did you get into writing? Um, I'll cut
4: it sort of short. Um, born into you know horses and all that sort of thing. I've ridden since I was sort of two years old. I did pony clubs, a lot of show jumping and eventing. And um, I worked overseas, like travelling, you know, and working, doing a lot of yelling sales and preparations as well. But while I was working as a yelling manager in New Zealand, that is dubbed over there, I um, actually started riding track work in New Zealand. And then I came back and I rode a bit more um, track work for Gay Waterhouse in Sydney. And I really enjoyed it. Like, I just thought, oh, this is great. Like, I just absolutely love it. And I signed up and did my started my apprenticeship, got all my trials done and that through um, Peter Robel there in Sydney. And then once I'd had a couple of race rides, he sent me up to Sue Grills in Tamworth just so that I could, um, you know, kick off like in the country and utilize my country claim. And I spent uh, a fair while with Sue, so might have been 18 months or something close to that with Sue, and um, she was a fantastic lady to work for, and she helped me out a lot, and then went out to Rodney Robbs out at Ningan and, like, I did um, a bit of travelling with him, like, we went and did the Birdsville, Baduri and Batuta circuit, and we had a bit of success out there, and, you know, I went to meetings like Laos and all that, and it was really good to go out there and work for Rodney, because not only is riding like races, you're riding a lot of young horses and getting experience riding them as well, so... That was great and then he suggested I come up to Brisbane and you know sort of because I'd outridden my country claim so come up here and I had three kilos provincial and in town so that's when I came up to Paul Butterworth and spent um, nearly 12 months with Paul and obviously last year I was a bit unlucky after I my first city winner I got sidelined with a broken hip, had a bit of an incident and then um, June this year I signed over to Tony Lorraine Earhart, they've only got a couple in work but it sort of gives me the flexibility to ride a lot more outside work, like to ride a lot of work for um, Lindsay Goff and, and go and see a couple of other trainers on gallop Malling So yeah, it's been a really great move up here. Um, that's for sure.
2: It sounds like also, as I was saying to to Bubba when we were talking about what he would have learned from Pat Webster, some of the names you've just rolled off there that you've mm. been working with, you'd have learned so much from some of those horse people because they just know so much about horses.
4: A hundred percent. They're like you know, they're really good horsemen and. women and that, and like um, Rodney's son, Brent, well, they call him Snow, he's now training at Dubbo and he was out there working for Rodney when I was there and, look, he taught me a lot and um, he's a fantastic horseman. He's having a lot of success training now too, which is great to see.
2: Where's the week take you?
4: Um, Well, I had a suspension sitting in the pipeline, so um, I, I... have taken that so i started that on sunday um i'm back riding this sunday on at caloundra so um i'm actually going to go get three wisdom teeth out this afternoon so i'm just having a quite, yeah quite week so i rode in the trolls this morning in track work and um then that'll do me for the rest of the week until sunday probably
2: <laughs> well i'm glad then that we've caught you between trial work in the morning and dental work in the afternoon
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. You've jogged so.
0: my memory too because I can re- recall now Batuta, uh, I'm sure I, I might have interviewed after a winning ride there with Rodney and the Jimmy Orman's done that circuit as well. It's a good learning curve uh, to experience that uh, far out west circuit, isn't it?
4: Yeah, certainly. Like, I love going out to those meetings and, you know, Louth was another great one, like one Louth Cup out mm. there for Rodney on the same horse that I won the Baduru Cup on old Austin. So That's no nice. they're really good. That is great, you know, fun country meetings really.
2: Congratulations again. Thanks so much for joining us on Bushbeat. Thank
4: Thanks. Thanks very much for having me.
2: Wendy Peel with us there after mm-hmm. Rather Salubrious was able to add the 2021 Country Cups to the uh, the trophy cabinet along with the 2021 Battle of the Bush. Rob, we lost some meetings on the weekend in Gundawindi and the Nango with the big wet last week across uh, much of uh, southeast and southern Queensland, uh, which only left us a Bowen program that we'll focus on shortly. But before we get to that, just wanted to get your uh, thoughts on, on both the two features there at Doombit on Saturday.
0: Oh, look, I think they, they're very competitive in the end. I mean, there were some horses in those races that went, ran, um, Extra good races, uh, you know, Bernie's Tiger in that um country cup sitting wide. You can't take anything away from either of the winners. VJ Day, you might remember Tony in Bush beat early in the year, had such a run of wins we were touting it as a sort of horse to follow. I just got a little bit concerned with a couple of unplaced runs and then a St George run on a track that didn't really su- uh suit any other horses bar front runners. Awanichi and Boingo, they were outstanding. I think that probably the thing to look forward to is is um how do we continue to uh, get the situation where the winners of the heats end up in the finals and particularly also across the board, how do we get all these zones, you know, because the Northwest were missi- missing and the far North uh, were missing. How do we work towards getting that so we get the complete complement of the uh, the winners? But look, um, and when you consider also, Tony, that the margins go back to about six lengths before, you, you know, 12th American genius in the... Uh, in the sprint and then also in the, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, Country Cups. The margins suggest that there's such a competitive element to these horses, but two outstanding horses on the day deserving of the win. Yeah, it was another
2: uh, great day and, and well done to all involved with
0: the 2021
2: Country Cups and a Country Stampede Series. And now we look forward to 2022. Roll on for the, uh, the Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups yeah. again
0: next year. And Dave Reynolds also indicated, and this is the impact of it, I think he said two or three horses are being sent to him for the very same purpose and the planning already starts and that's what you've got to do. And the prices go up for the used horses, etc. <laughs> it's a good roll-on effect that's taking place. As we said, they did raise a bowen on the weekend.
1: Down to the 200. Marino's the leader under the big weight. Kicking back now on the inside. Wicked Dancer goes to the front. Wicked Dancer at the 100 metre mark. Drew out by two lengths. Side Trips running home strongly from the back. Wicked Dancer in front. Side Trips coming. But Wicked Dancer gets in to win from Side Trip. Third is between Boyer and Deeper Out was Hit
2: Snooze. Then came Wicked Dancer there saluting at Bowen on the weekend. Rob, that was taking out the uh, Sink Lift Open Handicap over 1200. Ben Williams teaming up there with, with Graham Cleesey beating Side Trip and Hit Snooze. A day of doubles, not with that particular combination,
0: but I see uh, Jeff Felix and Alicia Donald each rode doubles and Billy Johnson with a training double. Yeah, and Jeffrey Felix is creeping up that Premiership ladder. He's up to 15 wins, sitting behind Dan Ballard on 22, Rick McMahon 19, and Brookie Richardson on 17. Of course, Tanya Parry and the trainers was out to 23, but Billy Johnson on 21, so it's closing up. But yeah, look, uh, good win, Wicked Dancer. Sue Hammer owned and Benny Williams, uh, the partnership there, got a good win with this Wicked style at 6 win in 35. Billy Johnson had a good day across the board because he commenced proceedings with Scenic Sight with Jeff Felix and also had the third place Get her a promising horse in hand dynasty with uh, Riverina Demand splitting that pair. And then he, he won the second last or the penultimate as the race callers love to call it on the program. Taken on chance for Alicia Donnell. One of her wins defeating Pumps and uh, a Muthon. Uh, we mentioned Wicked Dancer Joshua Manselman had the Spirit of Boom Gelding win for Alicia Donnell. That was the first of her double. Took the win over She's Maganda and Madonna Falls. And an unusual suspect mayor having a third run for the Georgie Holt stable called Miss Pixie and Jason Lyon. That combination getting up in the maiden over Sunny Excels and Valiant Knights. And to wrap up the program, the Love Conquers All Mayor, Love Flies for Kristen Allender and Jeff Felix. Uh, that's the second of uh, Jeffrey's double. I hope I mentioned the first. Yes, I did. Scenic Flight Defeating Me Faster. And uh, Battle. So a good six event program on a very progressive uh, track and club up there, and, uh, yeah, Jeff Felix, Alicia Donald, sitting well in the premiership tables, as, of course, is Billy Johnson, Tanya parry Tony. want to give mention
2: also, Ceduna Racing Club had their non-tab program on Saturday in South Australia, where the feature was the Levenard Cup, and Chon Cape saluting for Felicity Atkinson and Brian Lear as a leg of their uh, winning treble on uh, Saturday. Defeated Give Peace a Chance and Witch Kid, their other winners were damn reliable in the uh, Benchmark 54 trophy race, And uh, earlier in the program, Taja Vado took out the uh, benchmark 58. Uh, It was also a day of firsts. uh, Stacey Callow, Noel's daughter. Uh, one on It's All Gossip for Garrett Lynch in the uh, maiden plate of 1,200 metres. So congratulations to everyone there. And while we're checking in on it, some results, we like to have a look at uh, what has happened elsewhere on the weekend. Rockhampton race on Saturday with the TAB program. Carl Spry rode a treble, doubles to uh, Nathan Day and training doubles to, uh, or riding double to Nathan Day and training doubles to Adrian Kerman and John Wigginton. Rob, this week, Cairns today, Mackay Thursday, Townsville Saturday of the TAB programs and non-TAB this coming Saturday, Bundaberg Roma and Texas Cup Day.
0: And uh, any great stories from those meetings, email me at barkersnews at And, of course, next week, Tony, as we also count down to the uh, Queensland Country Racing Gala Awards night, we'll have more details and updates on that particular feature as we focus on the move to February for those awards.
2: It's going to be here before we know it. Great to catch up with Bubba Tilly and uh, Wendy Peel this morning.
0: Thank you for catching up with us on Bush Beat, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And it was really great to uh, listen to both of those jockeys and and just the experience and the knowledge coming through and their experiences from country tracks to city tracks. That's what it's all about as we enjoy country racing. Very much so. We'll catch you next week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners.
2: Thank you to Rob Black, Bubba Tilly and Wendy Peel for joining us on Bushbeat this week. Great to be able to catch up with everybody at the races Saturday for the Country Cups and the Country Stampede. We look forward to catching up again when 2022 series rolls around for Battle of the Bush and the Country Cups. And we look forward to your company next week again on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.